here, everybody, and welcome to the first new edition of 2024 Talking Tigs. Uh, glad to be with y'all again. Hope you had a great New Year's. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me as always, Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zollinger, here to recap LSU's come from behind bowl win against Wisconsin, uh, the playoffs, all the other bowl games. There was a lot happening this last week. Uh, again, hope everyone had uh, happy holidays. Hope you guys did too. Glad to meet back up with you and talk about it. Interested to hear, you know, your thoughts on everything. LSU's bowl win, obviously, um, which they, uh, I don't know. We're going to get into it, but lots to take away from it, positive and negative. But I uh, hope you guys had some some good holidays, Christmas, New Year's. Uh, everyone's home safe now, as we can see, uh, including myself. Just got back home from Louisiana today. Uh, no issues. Praise be. And, uh, yeah, just happy to be back with y'all. How's, how's it going in 2024? Uh, well, good to be here. I mean, we're 1-0 in football, so that's kind of cool, right. I guess. Um, and, you know, had a, had a good good uh, stretch of bowl games, watched, watched a lot of good games, and uh, excited to talk about it with you tonight. Right. Yesterday was a wild day in the college football world, starting with LSU is the first game entirely of 2024 uh, and got off to a good note, although a stressful one. And yeah, back uh, in at home base and ready for a, a new year, whole calendar ahead of us. We'll see what happens. I uh, had a lot of excitement last year, and hopefully this one's even better. Right on. Yeah, speaking of excitement, man, this uh, the, the LSU, there was a, a lot of bowl games with some excitement including and especially the playoffs. I think that's the first time we've seen one going to overtime, right? And I'd say both came down to the wire, had some thoughts on the playoffs in general. But, I mean, I feel like we got to go over this LSU win first because it was a, a great come-from-behind win. They beat Wisconsin 35-31 in a game I would say LSU, for the most part, probably did not deserve to win. Uh, especially not defensively with how we just let them do whatever they wanted for the most part. Uh, but uh, glad to see him get the win. Glad to see Nuss get his first win as a starter. Thought he looked pretty good. Uh, and the kind of took a while to get going. Um, I don't know if that's really something that Wisconsin did, although Brian Kelly said they were giving him good coverages. But I think once he kind of got settled, our offense started to do its thing and we were really only one touchdown behind our average for the most part. Uh, defense just came up with some good stops at the end to seal it because they were missing all game. But I mean, you gotta be happy with that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's good to get a win, um, a good, you know, 10 win season, uh, two in, know, a row. Two, two in a row ends on a good note. I really, I actually really did like what I saw from Garrett. Uh, other than that, I mean, there, I think you, I think you said it, Scott, like we did not deserve to win this game <laughs> and it was very frustrating. I was really not happy watching the game for most of the time. And, um, the offensive production was good. I, and I, and that, I mean, like, like I said, like Garrett Nussmeyer's performance was the, was the, uh, the, you know, one high point for me, but that defense is so bad and it really just didn't feel like many people really didn't feel like anybody wanted to be there. Um, which, you know, these days with bowls, maybe they don't, I don't know. Uh, but we, we should have, we should have, it should not have been as close as it was. It should not have come down to a last, uh, last second sack, sack fumble kind of thing. You know, uh, gosh, we're just not very good. We're not, we're not good at all on the defense <laughs> side of the ball. Right. It, it was a far cry from last year's obliteration of Purdue and the, the Cheez-It Bowl, which was about as unstressful as possible. And this one, Wisconsin scores right off the rip, and then they go back to back to be out 14 to zero. And, you know, it's going to be a long morning. I, I hadn't given up completely since we had done this before coming back from other games, but with no Jaden Daniels in the pocket and the, the notoriety of our defense there, I didn't see a whole lot of hope. Thankfully, they, they righted the ship a little bit, although the defense did uh, their usual job of being pretty porous, allowing 500 yards to offense of Wisconsin that was lacking, I think, their top three rushers and I think their number one wide receiver. 
so I guess good on Wisconsin for uh, attacking our weak points and and putting some points on the board. But uh, yeah, like you said, Tommy uh, Garrett Nussmeyer did his best to keep us in the game, and uh, our receivers played well. Also, um, we were talking about auditions for next year because Malik Neighbors will we'll mention him set the all-time LSU receiving yards record, and then put the street clothes on after that. So Brian Thomas had a big game and even Kyron Lacey and Chris Hilton made some good plays as well to, to keep us in there. So shout out I feel to like them. That was Hilton's Hilton's first, um, you know, real flashes of, of what we saw as a senior at Zachary high. Yeah. It was cool to see because he's a junior as well. He's in the same class as Malik neighbors and Brian Thomas, but he's just been hampered by injuries um, and kind of buried on the depth chart a little bit, but had a couple of big catches um, and kind of masking a few Garrett Nussmeyer misfires um, coming down with the ball. And so I'm, I'm excited for him next year. Hopefully he can take, take an even bigger step forward, but the, yeah, the Wisconsin were just slicing our secondary up and then gashing us right up the middle on defense. Every time we had a third down, it seemed like they converted, but uh I mean, held strong in the end. It was like the, they saved all their effort for that very last drive. It's like I you know. can kind of tell. It's like, all right, if if this is how they can play, like why didn't we do this more? Um, it's, it's like they just weren't even trying until the very end. But we got it done. So a win is a win. And Brian Kelly gets his seventh straight year with ten wins, which is kind of interesting and pretty cool achievement. Um, hopefully, he can just take the next level towards playoff in a national championship next year yeah maybe maybe he'll he'll do that for uh michigan next year <laughs> oh tommy tommy got a got a couple more dominoes to fall before that happens but oh, uh, hey it, the dominoes are kind of daniel texted me last night the dominoes are kind of lining up Harbaugh, mm-hmm. they go to the championship he they win if they win which i think they're going to be the favorites against washington they go off and win he, harbaugh rides off to the sunset well, I had a thought on that, but we'll we'll, we'll definitely get to that in a second. Okay. But as far as this, I mean, yeah, a lot, lot to improve on. I mean, I still don't know what we're going to do because, you know, we we did well offensively. Uh, I mean, with the talent we have, luckily, uh, our two best receivers decided not to opt out. So had that been the case, I, I don't know. Uh, like you said, uh Open auditions because we're losing one, maybe two. I know Lacey's trying to recruit Brian Thomas to stay that one more year. I'm pretty sure Malik's gone, as he should be. Uh, he's he's made his money. Uh, it's cool to see Jalen on the sidelines, too, celebrating with Nuss on his first start and win. Um, but, yeah, I'd say the culture is, is shifting for LSU back because, I mean, think about it, two years before Kelly got here, it was basically the same defense. We just didn't have an offense to go with it. Now we have the offense. So now we just kind of need to short, not kind of, we need to shore up that defense. Like you said, it's, it seemed like we saved it all for that last quarter or the last, cause we start off, we, we held them to a field goal. I thought that was a win. Then on that last drive, man, we sacked them three straight times. Don't know what we were waiting for with that. Uh, what, whatever that call was, Definitely could have seen more of it, but I mean, yeah, other than that, man, I don't know. Hopefully it's some personnel, some some depth and experience we could get at cornerback and D-line, which we need. Hopefully we can build off of that, but uh, I don't know. I, the only time I really heard Harold Perkins' name was on offense, which I was surprised too, right? Like <laughs> That was sudden, weird. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen plenty of defensive players or, you know, like linemen, getting into these offensive calls on the goal line situation. Never seen Harold Perkins, never even came up, but uh, good, good for us, I guess. Good for him. Well, you know, he did. Now he did play a lot of, uh, he played running running back in high school. Right. I figured, but like, we haven't seen that all season. No, No, whenever they, whenever they brought four out and he scored a touchdown, I was like, was that John Emery? And I was like, (laughs) oh wait, no, he's hurt. I was like, who? Oh, Perkins. Yeah. So any, anyway, uh, great on the offense. I think Joe Sloan and Cortez Hankton get a ju- good job with the, you know, whatever they came up with the game plan. Obviously, it wasn't perfect, but it didn't need to be. Uh, I think it was a very good showing for Nuss. Saw a lot of good things. He's. I, I guess the one thing I want to know is, is this going to be this this upcoming year, this fall, assuming he takes or keeps the job, however you want to look at it. 
Like, is this going to be Nessa's first year or will like this be his last year? And this will be like his year two where there's really, it's that year. And then maybe he moves on depending mm-hmm. on how this year goes. Cause with Burrow and with Jaden, like we saw their year one and then oh, we yeah. saw their year two, we saw that transition. So I'm wondering if, if we'll have the luxury of seeing that with Nuss. Maybe, or I'm hoping, I'm hoping for a, a, a Mac Jones type scenario. Obviously like in the NFL, you don't want to, you don't want to be Mac Jones, but uh, if you re- rewind to him, you know, sitting behind Tua and then taking over the offense and really soaking up and, and using all that time to, to, you know, totally, uh, totally take over that offense. Um, I mean, it was, it was like plug and play. He, he played for one year, became one of the top players in the whole draft. Um, Heisman runner up, Heisman runner up, you know, won a national championship. So, um, you know, that's what I would, that's what I hope for. But I, but I, yeah, if he wants, if he wants to stay another, if he wants to stay two years, that that'd be great too. Cause that's the one thing that you can't, I mean, now with the transfer portal um, and the NIL, and I mean, we're going to talk about Lance Hurd uh, with the, with the way that players move back and forth, the con- continuity at any position is, a, is, a, is at a premium now, especially at the quarterback position. So if we can keep a, a solid, you know, as long as he's, uh, as long as he keeps that performance up and he's able to deliver that kind of performance, you know, day in, day out, we, why wouldn't you want to keep him here as long as you can? Right. His, what he was going to do in this bowl game was arguably the biggest story for LSU going into it. And I liked a, a lot of what I saw. He had a bit of a rough going at the beginning, not rough, but uh, kind of inconsistent, a few miscommunications. And he had one or two of his signature kind of like overthrow bombs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one kind of, bad interception where he kind of threw it or kind of looked the defender right into the way of the pass. But after that, um, steadied it up and was, was good taking shots down the field as well as taking what the Wisconsin offense or defense was given to him kind of out in the flats as well. Uh, and, and the receivers, like I mentioned, Chris Hilton and Brian Thomas and, and Kyron Lacey, uh, helping him out a little bit along the way. He had one amazing toss to Chris Hilton in the corner of the end zone, uh, just like floating it in there. And it was very Jaden Daniels esque. So if he keeps that up, then uh, I have a lot of confidence going into next year. And yeah, I'll take him for as long as we can get quarterback play comes at a premium. And I think that regardless of who else is in the portal or we already got one guy, AJ Swan. So I don't think we dip our toes in there again and try and get another quarterback. Uh, I think it would be kind of a two horse race at this point. And uh, we ride with Nussmeyer going forward and he's probably pretty relieved himself that he didn't uh, like waste squander his opportunity or or let himself down. And uh, I'm proud of him for that. So he's got to be happy after waiting pretty much three years for his opportunity. Yeah, it's it, it, we really you really do have to give him a lot of credit because that is not something that you see really ever these days. So for him to for him to stay, um, you know, and, and be waiting it out and and wait his turn, uh, credit to credit to Garrett. Yeah, and uh, yeah, again, it'll be interesting to see who who all he'll be throwing to if it's going to be. A couple of veterans like Lacey, possibly even Thomas and a Taylor tied in. I mean, everybody got in on the action uh, yesterday. Uh, I think he had like seven different receivers, all were in double digit yards. So uh, that, like you said, passes out of the flats, running backs catching passes, running them downfield. You love to see it. Um, but we, we are going to have to, I mean, that's the thing with being wide wide receiver you we're cranking them out they're leaving we just gotta have somebody to replace step in same with running backs same with cornerbacks all of it um, yeah i was glad that mason taylor got involved a little bit he had been kind of disappointing this season it, maybe it's more of a, a scheme type thing where we were focusing with him as a, a blocker and, and more of a decoy but i was glad that he w- made some key catches as well and hopefully i guess he can build off of that next year um, given the lack of Jaden Daniels' running ability. So maybe we'll look kind of more in the check down tight end game also. So I'm um, glad to see him take a little step there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, the defense did have five sacks. Granted, most of them came in the last drive, but 
or three three came in the last drive. But I mean, uh, Major Burns had a fairly good game. Let let them all in tackles. Um, I don't know. Uh, I still think our special teams is non-existent. Uh, obviously, the defense has to be worked on, but like we, no punt return, no kick return game. Uh, I don't even think we. Well, we didn't need to, but no field goals. So, uh, punting was okay. Jay Bramlett. That was his last yep. last game ever as a as a Tiger. So you know, good for him. And um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a bright spot. <laughs> How, how's that? How's that when your punter's the bright spot? I know, right? Uh, but I, I'd say looking forward to next year. Uh, now you guys did mention Zalen's herd, so I guess, I guess that's why he didn't travel. He's in the portal. Um, guessing it's probably because of playing time. You know, it's like he he had some good action this year. I think he only got that one start though. Probably wants more. And yeah, money too. Sure. Yeah. Well, the situation with him is that. It, it, well, it's sad to see him go because he's a hometown guy from where me and Tommy are in Monroe, uh, Neville High School, the same place where his main competitor, Will Campbell, currently has the starting left tackle job. And supposedly he said coming out of high school, he said, I'm going to play left tackle and only left tackle uh, and I'm going to take Will Campbell's job, which is kind of weird to say Uh and he he did get a little some sparing use this year. I think he played in like 10 games or something, which is pretty decent for a true freshman. Yeah. Uh, they used him both at the left and right tackle position. But seeing as Will Campbell and Emory Jones uh, are both coming back for next year, I guess he just didn't see the path forward and didn't feel willing to maybe kick into the guard position or or change something up, which is, which is too bad because he showed a lot of potential and had that five-star talent coming out of high school. So I guess somebody else will get a good one, but there was also rumors of agents and, and family and stuff speaking in his ear, telling him to go get that money, which yeah. I mean, it happens these days. Um, it's just too bad that it happened to one of our big hopes for the future. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and the, the sad fact is it's just like, there's only so much NIL money for offensive linemen. Like mm-hmm. if he, if he was a wide receiver, like he might, he might have a, an easier time, even if he's not the, you know, number one or number two guy, like, uh, you know, Brian Thomas had, has had NIL deals for the past three years, even though, you know, this was really his breakout year. So it's, it's just, uh, I think it's a little bit foolish to, to, and I mean, I'm sure now there are people selling him and, you know, they're going to say whether it's A&M or, you know, some other team that they're going to, uh, they're gonna be able to get secure him, you know, this deal or this or that. But um, I, it it is Daniel. You're right. Like when when you've got Will Campbell on one side and Emory Jones on the other, and they're a, a year ahead of you, like it's hard to it's hard to to really take their spot. Right, but uh, I mean, if, if like you said though, it's like he that's all he wants to play. So that's that's it right there. He said he could take over Will Campbell. He didn't. So he's moving on. Where is he probably going? What's that? Texas? They were the ones that were doing like the pancake. All their all their offensive linemen were getting like fifty grand or something mm-hmm. like that. It's just automatic. Good luck to him. Maybe that's where he'll end up. You know, finding some nil deal with like a pancake house somewhere. Mm-hmm. So have at it. Um, hate to see it, but oh well. But I mean, easy come, easy go, right? Did we like as we flipped a. Uh, a defensive lineman from A and M, so welcome aboard. Yeah, that's a huge yep. pickup for us. We were we're discussing Dominic McKinley, who that's who you're referencing, the number yeah. one D tackle, uh, or one of the top D tackles in the country, number one player in the state of Louisiana, and he was previously committed to. Texas A&M, but yeah, I flipped on New Year's Day, basically at the stroke of midnight, like posted the the Instagram picture announcing he was going to LSU, which was a surprise because after before he was supposed to be delayed until uh, the real national signing day in February. So I won't count my chickens before they hatch, considering he's already flipped once. Hopefully this will be the last time, though, and uh, really adds a, a nice piece to this recruiting class. And it bumped us up, I think, from 12th to 8th in overall rating just from one player alone. So that shows you what a what a good pickup it is. And I mean, it, it means one more guy will have to be processed, I guess. But uh, I'll, I'll take that one and we we saw against Wisconsin that we need all the help we can get on that defensive line to return LSU to their former SEC speed glory. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. You, you, yes. No. We like, did, the thing that the thing that just concerned me so much about that game on on we had no push at all. We got we got absolutely thrown around by Wisconsin's uh, offensive line, which like. I mean that there was a time where that you never even saw that you know we might lose but you would never see that with some with some of these LSU fronts that we had you know Ooh. even five six years ago so I'm hoping that yes with with picking up uh, Dominique like and, and you know putting together some more uh, some more talent you know Mason Smith the guy who ended up with I think what he he had he had the sack that kind of ended the game. Yeah, um, he actually made a good play. He made it. Yeah, it was like his first good play of the year. He's got so much to play for next year. Let's hope that him and you know some of these new and some of these new guys and Harold Perkins, who who also had another quiet, who I think had a quiet year, um, and really you know kind of disappointed disappointed me at least. Um, yep. Let's hope we they can put together and and you know have uh, somewhat of a good defensive product next year. Yeah. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if I, I mean, you couldn't really tell, but like, I don't know, there was a lot of talk beforehand because Deshaun Womack was getting moved to like the, uh, the, the Jack linebacker spots, going to try that out, trying something new. Didn't really, like I said, didn't really notice anything, but I see the NIL potential there. Is there some lawyer down in that area, something Womack, He's got his billboards everywhere. Oh, Put yeah, the yeah, Womack yeah. on him. Put the Womack on him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like I, I see the opportunity here. Just make it happen. I mean, he's got to make a few plays, but then we will have that. It's like, man, we needed that third down, and then we put the Womack on him. Mm-hmm. Got the ball back. I mean, it's it's right there. We just need both You're sides. So to right, because like you know, I, I he's kind of a these billboard lawyers. I mean, there's so many of them here in Louisiana. <laughs> um, and and that Womack guy, you see him all over in New Orleans. You don't see him much outside of New Orleans, right? And but but it really does stick with you. Like that's one of those campaigns that I've seen. And you know, you you mentioned Womack, and I think put the Womack on it. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a nice line, and I think you're <laughs> totally right. There's something to it. He needs to. We need to. Uh, we need to arrange that. Exactly. Maybe we can take like a con- a commission for putting those two together. A finder's fee. All right, we'll just slide into the DMs, bring these two sides together. Uh, I don't know anything else about the ReliQuest Bowl that you guys wanted to mention. Um, uh, that's about it. I mean, it seemed to be a good bowl game atmosphere for the most part. I was surprised by how many Wisconsin fans were there, so I guess shout out to them for traveling. At least yeah, it seemed was, like it in the, in the stadium. I was surprised at how little, like how few fans were there altogether. Stadium was not full. Uh, the Saints game the day before was, mm-hmm. but not as so much for the Reliant Quest. But what about Terry? We Moore heard guy? them. We heard them. They're, the voices were mighty. He looked pretty good. Maybe that Who? was a fact. Maybe it was the factor that we don't have any defensive backs. <laughs> but he kind of looked like uh, looked like he did when he was with SMU. Oh, Tanner Mordecai. Yeah, he was uh, accurate and. Uh, a good leader for Wisconsin. So he was able to run. He could kind of do whatever he wanted. And he said a 60 year senior. So he's got plenty of games under his belt. And yeah, even though they lost, he had a good showing in his last college game. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, that looks like that's going to be the last one for Brian Thomas as he is declared for the NFL draft. Oh. So good luck for him or good luck to him. And too bad for us. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's what's, 2,000 yard receivers we had this year. That's awesome. Uh, he led the country in touchdowns. So I guess someone told him, I would declare if I were you. <laughs> and he is. I'm sure we'll see more of him for pro day, but then after that, the combine and the, he'll get drafted, I'm sure. Probably no less than second round, right? Uh, remains to be seen if he'd be first, but I'd say no less than second. Uh, so yeah, definitely going to have to replace him. Now, I thought there were a lot of boring bowl games, but I thought there were also some really good ones. I thought Kentucky Clemson was good. They almost played a whole game in the fourth quarter themselves. Uh, it just Kentucky killed themselves with turnovers. Uh, I thought, I mean, the Georgia game was just a complete blowout and kind of told you 
FSU definitely did not deserve to be there. I know that 20-something guys opted out, but just kind of says something about the team, if you ask me. Uh, but the playoff games, both were great. Yep. There were other bowl games that looked good also. What were your favorites? Um, I mean, the, the two playoff games were definitely my favorites. I remember when, I, when I watched both of those last night, I was like, man, this is, this is college football. Um, You're right. The, uh, I'm trying to think of, you know, I really enjoyed watching um, Arizona play uh, when they played they play? Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. Um, that was that was a good bowl game. Uh, I enjoyed. I was I watched uh, Texas A M. Felt like that was a, that was a decent one to watch, kind of back and forth. But um, how about those playoff games, though? I mean, you can't you can't ask for much more, much better than than uh, than those. Nope. I'd say I still don't know if they had the five or the four best teams. That's debatable, but they, they had the two best matchups I think we've seen in a playoff since it started. Yeah, I said it last week that I was pleased that it didn't look like there was going to be any thrashings in the semifinal like we get sometimes, and both absolutely lived up to it. I unfortunately had to go to, go to sleep before I saw the end of the Washington-Texas game because it was already like midnight here in Eastern time, and they were still going strong. And then when I checked the uh, score in the morning, I was like, I should have just stayed up the extra 45 minutes and finished it out because I heard that Texas kind of had a dramatic or comeback attempt at the end at least. I don't know if, it, yeah. Tommy, you want to describe that. I mean, they had like, what, four shots on the end zone um, with with like less than 30 seconds left. It really kind of played their way into uh into having a shot to win the game um well, well yeah and they were down on their end of the field at like the 30 right yeah. less than a minute and uh Ewers threw one way downfield caught it and like yep. oh my god are they gonna are they gonna pull this out and then i think didn't didn't uh they they had a roughing a pass or two so they tacked 15 onto it Yep. Um, it really, yeah, it really felt like, oh my gosh, Texas is about to win this game. It was, I was almost in that, you know, in that mode where you're kind of like, you know, you're watching, like right when that, for, when that last drive that Texas had started, I was kind of in the mode of like, oh, well, Washington's going to win, but let's just, you know, this will be kind of fun. Let's just see what, but then sure enough, like you had to, I had to kind of like snap back into reality of like, oh, wait, this is, this is it. This could be the game. Um, yeah. I talked to somebody who was actually there last night. They were talking about like that. It was the coolest thing, you know, one of the coolest games they've ever been to is just like seeing that go down to the last, uh, literally the last seconds. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. You do have to think that like, and they kept showing, they kept showing Arch on TV, and you do have to think like, at some point it was Arch like, man, oh, give me the ball, I could, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> he was thinking he could be like uh, Tua coming in for Jalen yeah. Hurts. Uh, yeah, that would have been cool, especially for New Orleans. Yeah, the one game I did get to see all all of, I, I do have to give Michigan's defense props. They were pretty much the real deal against Alabama, um, overcoming s- several miscues on the special teams by Michigan to contain Jalen Milrow, basically like neuter him almost completely both through the air and mostly on the ground. Yeah. Uh, in the passing game so much so that it was almost obvious what they were going to do at the very end on the, the fourth and goal when Alabama needed to score in overtime to tie it. And then they had just had a, another low snap and Miller ran straight into the pile to end it, which was kind of anticlimactic. I was, I was like, hoping was that? They, yeah, I was hoping they would <laughs> score and, and keep it going, but um, I guess Harbaugh gets it done for once. Kind of. Yeah. Really a, a, a puzzling, um, puzzling call from Tommy Reese. Um, you know, I I I feel like uh, I'm kind of embarrassed about this because I picked both games incorrectly. I mean, I saw I saw Texas winning, I saw Bama winning. I thought Bama was going to run away with the, or not necessarily run away with the whole championship, but I thought that Bama would be able to handle Michigan fairly easily, and you know that that it would be that they wouldn't have trouble. Um, but they did. So yes, credit to Michigan. This is the first, you know. It's taken them a long time, but now it looks like they have, you know, they've got a legit team and they're going to be the favorites going into this, uh, into this championship game. Um, you do have to think, I'm, I'm sure ESPN and, and the, uh, powers that be are a little bit upset with this matchup because this is probably going to be the least watched college football playoff championship. And probably, gosh, what, I mean, I can't even think of one that would be like less marquee. Right. Probably. Well, I saw 
I saw kind of a weird uh, statistic that the, the last time there was no SEC team in the national championship was the very first national championship of the college football playoff in 2014 when Ohio State beat Oregon. And so the, the first playoff to the last playoff is no SEC teams, and it's the, the rivals of the two teams that are in this game between Michigan and Washington. So it's kind of well, like a reversal kind of, of fortunes. That is kind of weird. Huh. Mm-hmm. And that was that Dickens. was Cardell Jones. Uh, yeah. 12 gauge goes in, wins the game for him. And then he says the iconic line uh, when they asked him about about his uh, academic career. He said, we we ain't come here to play school. So still rings good, true. Still rings probably true. Even, even more so. He was kind of a trendsetter on that. Well, that was back when if you were a third string at Ohio State, that still meant something. Uh, definitely not the case right now. Yeah, uh, but I will say this uh, again. I still think this is probably the best two game playoff matchup we've seen in the duration of the four teams. Uh, and it was also. I, I'll be honest, I am glad that Michigan won. I didn't really know who would win or care between Washington and Texas. Still don't really know who will win between Washington and Michigan. Also don't really care because it's finally teams that are fresh they're new it's not some team that we've seen like alabama or like Mm -hmm. ohio state or clemson it's like i don't have to root against someone i don't really it doesn't matter who wins i just want to see another good game like these last two playoff games and i think yeah it might not be that as as watched as some of the other ones but i don't know at least i have an interest where i'm not already rooting against it because I'm worried that oh, someone else is this, this team's going to win again. Yeah. But I'm glad that someone new is going to win it. It'll probably be for Washington. What's the last time they did? I think 90 Michigan was 97, right? So did they win? Think, yeah. Was, that was when, uh, Desmond, was that when Desmond Howard won the Heisman too? I believe so. Yeah. 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 So or wait, no, or would that have been Charles Woodson? Might've been Charles Woodson. Either way, it doesn't matter. Yeah, either way. Um, but, yeah, I'd say glad to see something fresh. Yeah. So the only the, sure. the only game that I think – I think you're, I think y'all are both totally spot on as far as, like, the quality of these two playoff games. The only one that I think might have been as good or maybe better, that, that Ohio State-Clemson game in 2019, that game was so good. So that was good. Game, I mean, um, so – but yeah. yeah. I remember that day watching Ohio State duke it out with Clemson and then uh, flip it over to LSU and watch Joe pour it on to Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) We were tweeting out the touchdowns like as they rolled in in the first half. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, As far as this national championship, yeah, I'll definitely be watching. And I don't know. I mean, Michigan, I think, is favored by four points right now, um, which seems reasonable considering they beat Alabama. They've been the number one team. Uh, but I think I got to go with the Washington Huskies on this one. They they found ways to win. Um, I, I was the only one who said they would they would win this game last week, although I was wrong on Alabama. I picked them, but I was high on Washington going into the season. If you go back to our preseason yeah. pod, I called them out as a national champion contender, and here we go. So, uh, so we got the, the dogs. Pin, we got the Penix energy. So we're we're taking it to the house. Wait, can we just say like, okay. I, when I was watching him play last night, I would, I, the, and this maybe, maybe this is bad for an LSU podcast for to say, but I was thinking like, man, this guy, nobody's throwing like him. Jaden can't throw like him. I mean, the way that he was able to fit things into tight windows, drop it in buckets, he was throwing it away from, you know, against top level, top level, you know, talent, putting it in places where the coverage just has no chance. Um, yeah, he really almost is, like side arming, side arming it too. Yeah, yeah, just and throwing darts. Um, you know, he really is as and and I guess you know it's it's the age old thing of he's on the West Coast and so maybe we don't see him as much as as much as uh you know we see the SEC or we see you know more primetime games. But um, you know, I I watched him play. I felt like enough to where I kind of knew his game. But I you know I felt like he really took it up to the next level last night and um. I mean, yeah. I, I, after that performance, I'm thinking like he's probably the top quarterback in this draft. Yeah, I'm pretty high on this year's draft class too. Well, I got more and more so as the years go by. 
year went by because there's so many. I mean, you had the preseason ones like Caleb Williams and Drake May, but yeah, you mentioned uh, Michael Penix, who made a great case for himself, Bo Nix, who was at the Heisman ceremony with Jaden Daniels, and then Daniels himself. So that's, uh, I think, six guys right there yeah. um, who could be first-round picks. And then plus, I'm sure there's more down the board who I'm kind of forgetting, but um, should be plenty of options there for teams like the Saints who who need somebody next year. Hopefully they get the right guy, though, because it's always dangerous. You never know. No, they're going to they're gonna take it. They're going to take a guard. There, there's talk here of in Atlanta of them getting Jaden. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I mean, they I mean, because they they're not happy with Ritter, Desmond Ritter. So they're yeah. looking to see who they can get. And obviously they're going to have a very high draft pick because they're awful this year. But, uh, yeah, I would just, I mean, I'd happy to see him in a Saints uniform. I'd be happy to see him play anywhere. But, man, that's that's the thing is you don't want your, like your in-state hero playing for your rival in the pros, right? It's like I want to root for Jaden, but if he's wearing a Falcons uniform, I can only root so much. Yeah. Although we've had that happen before. I mean, you know, I remember Debo Jones. Yeah. Uh, standout linebacker for LSU who I actually had class with, which was kind of weird. Um, it wasn't actually, it was actually very cool, but but I remember sitting next to Deion Jones in class being like, <laughs> me and him are not the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, he, uh, he played for the Falcons for a while. He's a good player. Yeah. I, I like they had like Leonard Fournette and Devin White on the, uh, the Buccaneers, I guess. Uh, yeah. Although not quite as bitter, but yeah, it should be fun. You, you got any takes on the national championship, Tommy, or just going to watch and enjoy? I mean, I'll be watching. I'll be enjoying. I think. You know, can I, Harbaugh, I, I can Harbaugh I, bring it home. That's what I, you know, I just, I still, I feel like, I feel like the correct choice for me is to say, is to, to go, you know what? Michigan proved me wrong. Um, You know, this, this is their year. Harbaugh's going to win it and ride off. Um, but I, I again after watching uh after watching Penix last night I'm I'm I kind of like him and I think that uh I think I think he could his arm could be the could be the way that the these Huskies uh win the national championship so you know what let's take let's take uh, the Huskies with the points plus four um and see what happens but either way I'll be enjoying it same uh yeah after watching the Huskies. I feel like maybe they would have a slight edge, but I don't know, man. Michigan, uh, Michigan held their own against Bama. Uh, they definitely did not play mistake-free football, but they they held the their special own. Special teams were terrible for, yeah. for Michigan. <clears throat> definitely. Uh, I don't know. I I guess at this point I'm kind of leaning Washington. Also, I mean, I have two reasons to pull from one. I mean, they're they're going to be wearing purple. Kind of gold, different color gold, but yeah, there's point. that. Plus, their mascots, the dogs. They True. spell it the same way Georgia does, D A W G S. So that lends me to believe that's who I should pull for. But my thought on Harbaugh, it's like I thought he he was maybe like, ah, yeah, we're making the playoffs, but I just don't. I mean, they did that without him coaching the last what three games, also by the way. So that's why I feel like Michigan's on a <laughs> they're on a path of destiny. But, like, do you think Harbaugh was leaving because he was tired of not getting the success he wanted at Michigan, getting so close? But, like, if he gets it this year, like, he's like, like, all right, well, maybe I'll stay. I know, but he took so long to get back since the last one. Like, unless he had his heart on the Chargers job and it's now available. Yeah. No, you're right. It Um, it feels like the right time, though, kind of like if, if he wins it, it's like, he he's beaten Ohio state the last few times. You check that off the list. He he got the national championship that people said he couldn't get yeah. uh, if they win, obviously. Um, and then he goes off and Michigan fans like that leaves a good taste in your mouth. Like they don't look back. It's like, Oh, the Harbaugh years were so, so it's like, Oh, he gave us a national championship at the end. So it's all good. And then, I mean, I'll say like, we don't know what's going to come of this whole like cheating thing. I feel like that's mm-hmm. all died down. Like, after after maybe mid-season or so maybe towards the end of the season people stopped talking about it didn't really care but couldn't like i i would not be surprised if i see the ncaa coming with some sort of infraction or whatever for next year and you know if he wins and then leaves there's nothing they can do to him really 
Right. Well, they wouldn't say, take All right, away you figure that out title. Michigan. You figured out Ryan Kelly. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, they wouldn't take away a title, would it? Would they? They've done it in the past. Haven't they? To USC? Or is that just Reggie Bush's Heisman? They took uh, USC's Heisman. They took that, USC's away, I think. Well, but that, that wasn't even the title they won. That was the Associated Press, because LSU won that year. And I'll die on that hill. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that would be fitting. It's like, oh, we finally got a coach that takes us there, and then he leaves. So now you're back to square one again for Michigan. And gosh, how many years of meddling football? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but yeah, speaking of their counterpart, I was pretty surprised that Ohio State looked so bad against Missouri. Congrats to oh, Drake. That, actually, the, that was one of my favorite games to watch, too. Mizzou Tigers, yeah. I love to see Missouri's defense, and they just stopped them cold. And just the look on Ryan Day's face, he was just so lost. He really was. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, as I was watching that game, I was thinking about, like, you watch, uh, and then also I kind of thought about it yesterday watching LSU play. If you remember, so Urban Meyer is the coach at, is the coach at, uh, at Ohio State. Then he leaves, and doesn't Luke Fickle become the interim? I believe he was. Because he was a longtime assistant. Fickle's there, and then and then they go with Ryan Day, I thought. Or something along those. No, actually, no, I'm sorry. Luke Fickle was the interim coach when Jim Trestle left. Then they go and they hire Urban Meyer. But but the thought was when Urban Meyer retired, oh yeah, they're gonna go get Fickle. Because he's, you know, he's been with Ohio State. He's their guy, and and I like. But they stayed in house and and kept Ryan Day and made, you know, just promoted from within to a guy for a, for for a guy who really, you know, nobody really knew much about him when he was brought in as as Urban Meyer's replacement. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, he's done he's done well. Obviously, he's gone to playoffs and everything like that. He's gone to national championships, but it does make you, you know, wonder is like, well, was he just left the keys to the Ferrari? And it's like, well, anybody can drive. You know, I mean, when you're the when you're a Ferrari, anybody can go 200 miles an hour. <laughs> uh, you know, does Ohio State need a a more a next level coach to get them to that point? Because I mean, the talent's there. You got C.J. Stroud, who's just tearing up the NFL. You got the you know the Bolitnikoff Award winner on your team. You've had you've had between Chase Young, Jeff Okuda, you know, de- all these all these defensive uh, defensive standouts on the other side of the ball too. Uh, I I do wonder. I'm like, is Ryan Day really just kind of a uh, is he is he the missing link at Ohio State? Possibly. I'm talking about like a system quarterback. Is he a system coach? Like he's exactly. just kind of the, the the place filler. I don't know. Um, but yeah, one of my close coworkers was a Mizzou grad, and she was at the game, and she said like that was like the best moment in Mizzou football history, <laughs> uh, which I gotta respect. But uh, not not to drag it on, I only got two more quick notes on the the bowl season. One was LSU's first opponent next year, USC, kind of put the shellacking on Louisville, and they yeah. may have their quarterback of the future after Caleb Williams leaves. Miller Moss, I think, threw six touchdown passes. I watched that good. game, and they were they were cranking on offense. So that offense versus LSU's defense comes next september could be bad news um we got to get good fast mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna have to put the womack on them <laughs> on that first quarter and then and then the second one maybe more for you scott uh considering georgia had the biggest beat down in bowl game history trying to say that they deserve to be in the playoff tearing up florida state would you exchange any of the teams that we did get in the playoff for Georgia? I mean, the obvious candidates are Alabama and Texas since they lost, but do you think Georgia yeah. deserved to be there over any of them or is it? I, I mean, it, I, I just, I, was? I think they do just cause we knew they weren't, they were a good team. They were no worse. Uh, I mean, obviously Alabama got the better of them in the sec title game, but I still think the two would have been interchangeable. Uh, like you could have played Georgia against Michigan instead of Alabama and still had just as good a game, maybe even better. Maybe Georgia would have like won by 10, who knows? Uh, so yeah, I still think Georgia could have showed out against any one of those teams, but I mean, there's only room for four. So obviously FSU didn't deserve to be there. I'd say, yeah, Georgia's definitely, uh, was a playoff worthy team, but they can only pick four. And obviously, you know, 
the good game with Michigan and Alabama shows that uh, it was it was still good. I, I mean, it's like I said, I, I don't know that you can definitively say, yes, these are the four best teams in America. So that's why I say Georgia could still be in there. But we got two of the best matchups in the playoffs since it started. So I was happy with that. I really wish Florida State uh, didn't have this excuse of, oh, we had guys sitting out. Like, well, why, though? Like, didn't they have a point to prove? I know yeah. you didn't have your starter, but that the whole thing was, we're not just this starter. So to make a point, we're just not going to play? I don't get it. I didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't get that either. And there were a lot of people who were who were talking about, like, oh, like, they shouldn't even show up. Or, like, oh, like, they should just, you know. I heard about that. Yeah. Screw the NCAA and, like, you know, just just totally cancel them. Like, it's, I don't know what this accomplishes. Like, no, I think the best thing that they could have done was go out there and beat the brakes off of Georgia. You know what I mean? Like, that for me, that I think that's an, a, a terribly embarrassing loss. I don't care how many people opted out. Um you know, I think that that I think I mean they're going to be fine. I'm sure they'll be able to recruit well, and and they're going to keep keep the train going and everything. But I don't think that does them any favors. Um, and and I think Daniel, to answer your question, I totally if I'm Georgia, I'm like, man, just get us in there. Whether it's whether it's in that Bama spot or that Texas spot, um, you know, they want to be in the dance. They deserve to be in the dance. Um, and. I think I think that uh, I mean I guess I guess we'll solve that next year with this twelve team playoff, but um, even still there'll be you know there'll be number thirteen who number thirteen team who'll be like oh I need to be there <laughs> yeah I agree I think it looking back it it worked out fine the way it was and I don't know if I think Georgia deserved to be there over any of the four teams but I do think they can easily beat any of the four teams in the playoff like if they I don't think they would necessarily go four and oh if they whatever ran the gauntlet but I think they could go two and two pretty easily against oh, yeah. the four teams in the playoffs uh so I mean plenty of competition there and they'll be hungry for next year Kirby's going to use that as the motivator he's like we only won two national championships in a row they they think we're bad we've got to come back even stronger next year it's like that yeah it's like the uh people always joke about like Saban's rat poison it's like Bama loses one game in five years and he's like they think we're terrible the media is out to get us mm -hmm. it's what we need to do Actually, well, we we can legitimately say like they think we're terrible because we are terrible on defense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would say top five next year would be these teams. Georgia will be in the top five. They'll have their quarterback though, so I think Georgia is going to be sitting just fine for next year. Uh, Kirby doesn't chase them; he replaces them. So. He'll be fine. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was one guy. So there was the, the quarterback that came from Buford, Jordan Allen's high school, for those of you following at home. Uh, he was, like, recruited to play there. He played at, like, three or four different high schools. Recruited to play at Buford, which is just a very top program. Was going to go to Georgia, decided to change his mind, go to Nebraska. I think partially for NIL, partially for – because this decision came right after Georgia's starter – declared he was coming back. And he said, all right, well, I'm going to go to Nebraska. I think mostly for playing time, he can have his own legacy there. I think his I think his dad played there too or something like that. But anyway, the guy that did go to Georgia, his name escapes me, but in the local news, they did a story on him. He's like, well, I mean, I don't I really care about the NAL. I'm trying to put myself in a position to make money in the NFL, not make money in NIL. That's great and all, but that's, you know, that's chasing the cheese where you want to make the, the really good money. It's in the NFL and I can prepare myself for that at Georgia. Yeah. So but I, I think he's right on that. Exactly. That's, you know, that's, that's the, um, the Arch Manning approach too, from what I hear is that, you know, the, the Mannings were very selective and the types of NIL stuff that he's going to even entertain because they're like, look, like he's this, we're, yeah. we're big. We've got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> we don't need your money. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll take it, but that's not going to, that's not a mover for us. Yeah. Which I love. Oh, wait. All also, right. one, one final note on the Georgia game. What about uh, Muschamp's son? Did you see that? Uh-uh. 
you know, so Will, Will Muschamp's son at the end of the game, like went off and like had like a little drive and Musch, like the, you know, Will Muschamp, the assistant coach was like freaking out. It was kind of fun. It was kind of cool to see. Oh, I missed that. He's like a, probably, I guess like a third string quarterback or something for, for Jordan. Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of almost felt bad for the Florida state, like backups who were in there. They're having to have their starters, like sit on the bench and, sweatpants and cheer them on while they're getting destroyed by Georgia's four string. It's like, there, there's not a lot of winners here. Nah. Uh, but anyway, was that, uh, was that pretty much it for all of the bowls? I think we covered everything, right? I think that's about bowls, it. transfers, coaching. Wasn't really any coaching news, but still, uh, I guess some of that remains to be seen. No news yet out of LSU either. We know we have to replace at least one, uh, so we'll see. But I know they're going to be on the recruiting trail pretty soon anyway. But uh, I don't know, guys. Do we have anything else that uh... – I think that's all. Uh, one more college football game of the year left. Go out there and enjoy it next week, and uh, then we, we move forward. Sad that it's over, but uh, another one in the books. Yeah. Right on. All right, guys. Well <clears> – <throat> I think that'll pretty much do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great New Year's. Uh, one more game, as Daniel said. I think it'll be a good one. Hopefully, one for the ages as it carries us into this newer, newer age, notice I said, of the playoff area as it expands, as does our conference. Uh, we saw a pretty good preview of Texas. Hopefully, they can keep that up. I still don't think they're back, but... Uh, they at least put themselves in a good position to join the SEC. Oklahoma remains to be seen, although we'll welcome them in. They'll they'll only bring us up, not down. And I look forward to seeing that uh, next year as well. But, yeah, we're going to start next year against USC in Vegas. Get your tickets now. Uh, but that'll do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Tune in next week. We will have the championship game and any other – portal slash coaching news that comes along with it so until then hope everyone has a great week stay safe stay tuned and we'll talk to you next time on talking to you.